Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone. Welcome to the West Coast Eagles Big Footy Podcast. It was a historic week for the Eagles this week. The this week, we're turning the spotlight onto the women's team, what we've seen thus far, what we've liked, and what we've learned from the inaugural season of West Coast Eagles women's footy. I'm your host, Honey Badger 35 and I'm thrilled to say that later on in the show, we'll be joined by one of the young Irish guns of the Eagles. Neve Kelly will be joining us for a chat, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, to break down the season thus far, I'm joined once again by Miguel Sanchez. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I said last week that... Um the girls kept up the uh, the energy and the atmosphere around, then the um, the results would start to come and we saw a bit of a surprise win on the weekend. Immediate results for the girls after your comments, Miguel. The atmosphere indeed was great. Leaderville Oval was pumping. Seeing the girls sing the team song for the first time, amazing. There is plenty of AFLW stuff to chat this week and we will do just that in a moment. But first, let me introduce a podcast debutante making his Eagles podcast debut and indeed watching over currently the next generation of young Eagles AFLW players. I am very pleased to welcome to the show, Biggie. How are you going? How are you going, guys? Thanks for having me. So, so yeah, been a long life dream to get on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. So, Biggie, of course, you're down there. You've got, uh, you got your girls at a, at a squad training, I believe. So, looking to crack in, very keen on the juniors and the pathways, all of that for the AFLW. Looking forward. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down here. There's about, uh, well, it's about 35 junior girls all vying for a spot. At the moment, and the seniors, the senior girls are training as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's no place I'd rather be to be honest. Just uh, at the footy oval, watching the girls train. Terrific. Well, gents, before we get into things, as always, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can reach us through Big Footy, or you can follow us on Twitter at WCEBFPod. Uh, we also really appreciate any ratings, any reviews on iTunes, subscriptions on iTunes, tell a friend, anything like that. It all helps build up the show as we head towards the AFL season. On with the show. Well, guys, while the AFLW home and away season is, it's only about a month old at this point, uh, we discussed on the show last week, it's already been a very massive and quite a drawn out season for the Eagles AFLW program. They started things off officially, I believe, in November. It's a long preseason. They've finally gotten into some games proper. They've got their first win, but... To start things off tonight, I thought we would go right back to the start, to the launching of the club, and discuss basically how the creation of AFLW Eagles has affected your habits as a viewer, as a footy consumer. So for myself personally, I I followed the launch of AFLW a couple of years ago pretty strongly, and then I found over the last few years that my interest in it started to wane as there wasn't really a side I could tune into every week. I wasn't setting aside time to make sure I was watching it every week. But once they come in with the Eagles and they've put... 
you know, the blue and gold out there in the AFLW. My interest has picked right back up. I'm right back around the competition and uh, keeping up with it every week, making sure I'm checking out the girls. So, Biggie, I might start with you on this one. You're an Eagles fan. You've got your daughters there as well, as we've discussed, who are looking to break into this world themselves. So you're already across the AFLW to a degree. As an Eagles fan, has, has the Eagles' existence in the competition helped your involvement in the competition or, or are you pretty much where you were all throughout? Yeah, look, truth be told, like yourself, 2017 when the comp started, I certainly uh, was very interested in, in what was the, the spectacle. I think a lot of people were. And then, uh, yeah, um, my interest probably was, was quiet. I still kept an, an ear and an eye on, on everything, but it's pretty hard to, to follow anybody. And last year, I, I must admit, I watched a few more games. And yeah, this year, um, it's unprecedented, really. This year has been absolutely amazing. And if we can just go back to that win on the weekend, yeah, I was just so so happy to be part of that and be there. And, uh, yeah, it's very exciting and definitely love it. Definitely love it uh, this year, mate, for sure. Excellent. Miguel, yourself, obviously a keen Eagles men's supporter and have been for the longest time. Now that the women have entered the competition, has that really sparked your interest in the AFLW as a league? Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty similar to you that you know, I was interested in the AFLW as a concept when it came in, all for you know, women being able to, to play on the national stage um, as the men have been able to, but uh, personally didn't have much interest in it before this year. Did watch the odd game here and there, but yeah, without having a, a team to support, it was difficult to get interested in it. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, support Fremantle before the Eagles come in because <laughs> they're the WA team. But, Good luck. Uh, yeah, there, there, there was no way I was doing that. Sort of said I was a Melbourne supporter because um, I knew Daisy Pierce and, and you know, her influence in the game and her, her stature in the game. So sort of oh, I said I was a Melbourne supporter but didn't watch much at all. Yeah, but, yeah, that's all changed this year, getting really into it. And, um, yeah, like Biggie was uh, was down at Leaderville Oval on Saturday and saw the historic first win. So, yeah, it's um, all systems go from here on. It is indeed. It's a great time to be an Eagles fan for a number of reasons. Just moving away from the win just for a moment, and we'll, we'll get back to sort of the start of the season as we were building up the list, building up that inaugural squad. Biggie, what was your assessment of the list before we came into the season? Obviously, we've seen the results that it's netted thus far, but but as they were compiling the list, what did you make of all of the talent that was joining the Eagles? Yeah, look, um, definitely uh, thought we had some midfield grunt. Gene uh, Riz, I was just like, it was just midfield after midfield. And, and uh, truth be told, you know, it's very hard to get a, a big target or a big defender at the moment um, with what's available. But yeah, we definitely had that... that uh, Midfield, um, yeah, as I said, grunt in the clearance, and then you can see I'm pretty sure uh, Swanee and Hooker are in the top five for clearances in the comp. We that Paz Laurie, she's doing an amazing job. So yeah, and no, I look very happy with the midfield. I mean, gee whiz, we're doing some doing some good things there. It's, uh, and the forwards, I think Ethan Maniac said it once that he was a bit worried about a target. That's come to fruition quite quite uh, quite obviously, especially in the first couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, we played some very tough teams, Fremantle are well-established, and they certainly made us feel like little sisters. It was like watching women play girls out there that, that day. But, yeah, but the, the rest of the team, the back lines, uh, Sophie Mack, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a genuine gun. I just thought there was, yeah, we are just lacking that forward target, mate, and, and obviously the bigger the bigger bodies definitely had a lot of commas. Uh, throwing Cameron forward, she doesn't get beaten one-on-one. She's, she's strong through the contest. 
um, and, and very good with his skills, as you saw. And then, yeah, but yeah, look, we've got, as I say, there's, there's definitely people coming, uh, girls coming through that are big and strong and tall. I'm seeing it for myself week in, week out, even at a club level. It's just crazy what's coming. So when I hear, you know, anyone disparage or get upset, I've just, just got to be patient because it's coming. I can see it myself. I wouldn't be saying if it wasn't, that's for sure. It's an important point that about the patience and, and the waiting for success, I suppose. And Miguel, it leads me into my next question, which was last week you touched on the fact that Eagles fans have never historically had to wait too long for success. You know, the flags pretty shortly after entering the competition, we're rarely out of finals contention. We're, we're a group that's been spoiled to a large degree in terms of the club's success. Do you think there has been a pressure on this Eagles group, this foundational group, to deliver right away because they're the Eagles, because the club has this history of success? You know, most tipped them that this would sort of be a feeling out, find your feet sort of year. Do you think that the fans have come in with a reasonable expectation or are a little bit spoiled by, hey, they're the Eagles, so they've got to go out and win? Yeah, we're definitely spoiled. And I think the girls' team has suffered because of that. Certainly the first three weeks were a bit of a rude shock, uh, as Biggie alluded to. We, you know, we're missing a forward target, really, and we, we've just struggled to actually you know, kick goals. We are a bit spoilt as a um, as a supporter group. You know, had winning seasons just about all the way through for the men. Um, even the, you know, the Waffle Reserves played finals in their first season. So, um, yeah, success pretty much at all levels and um, yeah, the women's team has come in at an unfortunate time when you know the, the league's gone from 8 to 10 to 14 teams and the, the talents, talent pool's been spread pretty thin and um, we, we've come in at the wrong time and we're sort of struggling to uh, to get our hands on some of the top-end talent. Um, you know, obviously, Hooker and, and Swanson and, and you know, some of them are, um, are quite good, but across the squad, we're a little bit short and um, yeah, we're just going to need to be patient. But yeah, as I said last week, it's it's not something we're good at being patient. Uh, yeah, some of the the stuff you read on social media about that's a bit unfortunate, and it gets um gets thrown in with you know, all the the general stuff about you know, women's footy not being high scoring and and so on. But we saw on the weekend, you know, what the the group's capable of, and yeah, we just need to be patient, and we'll see more of that. I think that's it. I think that the well, certainly the patience. That's a very key point, but. Now that we've got the first win, I think that is a very big one to get out the way because you never want, as a fan base, to be sitting around waiting for that first win. And, you know, if, if you win your first game and lose your next three, I'm not saying anybody's going to be happy, but you've at least got something on the board halfway through the season sort of thing. You know, if you, if you get to the point where you're 0-3, people start to get a bit stressed. Where's that next win? Where's that first win going to come from? I think now that we're on the board, hopefully you'll see a little bit of uh, patience and it starts to settle into the to the fan base that, yes, the group is capable of things. We need to stick with them. And certainly, you know, a result like that, you could see what it meant to the girls. You could certainly see what it meant to the fans, the young girls at the game as well. So, yeah, patience, persistence, keep with them. Not a trait that Eagles fans are known for uh, currently, but uh, yeah, it might be the way of the future as we look at this AFLW competition this season at least. Look, Biggie, moving into the season, we've seen, as we've discussed, a few tough weeks, but a great week recently and uh, a massive result for the girls and indeed for the entire club. Take us through some of the players that have led the way in your eyes, for the AFLW. Obviously, Swanson and Hooker, we've all talked about now, they had the reputation coming in, they've delivered, they're getting the coaches' votes, they're getting the best on grounds, everybody can see what they're doing. But run us through a couple of the other players that have stood out for you uh, that have started to show some improvement week on week in the early stage of the season. 
Yeah, we'll do. Michaela Bowen, I've watched her come through. She's a little tackler, as you can see. She just doesn't care. She goes hard. She gets the ball. Uh, probably a big criticism I've got her right now is she tends to throw it on the boot without really looking, but that'll come with time. I, I firmly believe uh, she captain the side eventually. She's uh, she captained the under 18s last season, and uh, yeah, she's she's an absolute absolute fine mate. So I was very happy we will be signed her. Uh, obviously Cameron, everybody loves Cameron, mate. She's strong through the hips. Uh, she's got a big boot. And she can read the contest well. She's exciting to watch, and everybody just gets pretty pumped when she's around the football. This stuff's going to happen. Obviously, the Irish girls, <laughs> they've been fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, Grace and Neve. Uh, Grace had a breakout good day. She started the game on fire, could have easily had three goals a day. Uh, um, Neve, she just goes hard. She's got the pace to burn. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's fantastic. Chantella Ferreira, I think everybody's, yeah, she's surprised me. I didn't know her. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about her. Um, you know, when I saw she was drafted, you try and look through, the, through Twitter, <laughs> through talks and try and find what you can. Obviously, uh, that WNBI, I think uh, HD, you'd be pretty across her basketball career. More so than myself. But, yeah, um, I said last week, yeah. good basketballer, but didn't know much about her as a footy prospect. But she's just burst onto the scene. Yeah, mate, she's solid. She hardly gets beat. Having said that, too good was uh, all over her early until she had that unfortunate knee jar. Um, so, yeah, but uh, no, she's uh, she's she's a very stack one player. Uh, who else have we got there? Probably some unhelded, some of the DOS Docker. Discards, if you read on their forum, you know, Ashley Atkins, uh, mm. Belinda Smith, they got ripped a bit by a couple of posters. And I've been watching them and they, they, they go hard. Belinda Smith's been playing that lockdown role like a weird panda, just, just doesn't give up, just keeps on with her player. Um, and Ashley Atkins is very, very hard at the football. So yeah, very excited to see them develop, you know. Obviously, they've only got four weeks to go. Yes, it's a semi-professional league, but um, yeah, they, they've got four more weeks. And like you said earlier, mate, they're uh, that first win. We just released the valve, and I think they'll, they'll will they beat Melbourne? Probably not, but I think they'll uh, they'll come out pretty fired up and, and, and make it a good contest. And that's all we ask for as Eagle fans. I think is a good, intense contest. That's for sure. Miguel, as we look towards the rest of the season, there is room for improvement in the group, uh, but we have seen a few players stand out as well. Some of your favourites, I'm sure, would line up with Biggie, so you want to take us through a few of those. But also, is there anybody in particular you think really has some growth in them? You've seen maybe glimpses, it's not quite come together. Is there somebody we need to be watching on the back end of the season? When you talk about glimpses that haven't quite come together, Grace Kelly's, the Biggie already mentioned her, I think, but she's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, and no, it obviously hasn't been playing the game for more than a few months but yeah she um she just about put it all together on the weekend uh just some of her finishing was a bit off and yeah as biggie said could have ended up with a few goals who else uh emily mcguire got her um her first game for us on the weekend played as a defender previously and has come in as a forward she looked uh, quite imposing around the forward line um didn't get on the scoreboard but Certainly, uh, she'll be one to watch, I think, uh, down that end of the ground uh, the next few weeks. Guys, let's move away from what we've seen thus far. Uh, We might look forward to perhaps what we'd like to see in the future and, and basically what it would take for you to consider the season 
a success. Obviously, there's always going to be a different pass mark. There's always going to be a different interpretation of a question like this. So it might be, you know, a win total or it might be a membership figure, a support figure. Uh, It might be the development of a particular player, a particular game style, something like that. Biggie, in a month's time, uh, or perhaps longer if the club do indeed play finals, but looking back at the end of the season... What will it have taken for you to look back and go, yep, season 2020, first season of the Eagles AFLW journey, that was a success? Definitely the crowd, to see some support. I was pretty happy with the Leaderville crowd. You know, after the, the big hoorah that was the derby, it's always going to be a downturn. And yeah, I, I think it was about 2,500. They were pretty loud. Uh, Miguel was there, I think he said, so he can vouch for me there. Was, was, I was on the far side in the sun. And listening to the, to the grandstand across the way, they were all loud. They were definitely loud. Um, the umpires were awful, <laughs> as they always are. And, uh, you know, and they got told, but no, I mean, the crowd numbers, the crowd involvement is something that I would, I would deem a success. Um, and, and that, that gave me obviously seeing that win towards the end, but even leading into it, man, the crowd was up and, and they came in. Obviously, I'd like another win at home. You get another one. That's a definitely a success. And I just want to touch wood and not like what uh, Miguel did all those years ago and said something about an injury and then everybody almost fell over. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any any long-termers because that's a very scary part of this game. That would be my three, I think. So crowd appearance, long-term injuries, and obviously the, the win-loss column. Another win would be great. Another two wins, if we can win the next two at home. Yeah, that, that's a, a massive, massive success, I reckon. I think uh, Luke Dwyer and the, and the team would be, uh, be well proud of themselves for that, for sure. Yeah, if you look back at the end of the season and saw, you know, games in Perth, 1-3, lost one, that'd be a, a very remarkable effort for the first season. I think that would put a lot of fans at ease and, and, and perhaps drive the attendance as well a little bit more going forward. Miguel, same question to you. Uh, the inaugural season, you're looking back at the end of it and it's been a success. So if, assuming all of that's happened, you, you tell me, what would it take to get to that point? Probably there now, I think, for me. But even though the results aren't coming on the board, I think um, you know, getting the team together and getting pretty good level of support behind it has been a win but yeah um, with Biggie I think yeah, at, at least another win um, one of those two home games against a couple of the other expansion sides it'd be good to at least win one of those um, uh, if we can go in the end of the season with a, a two and six record difficult to stomach as an Eagles supporter for the reasons I said earlier but um, I think that'd be a pretty good result on the year injuries as well if we can get through wasn't quite sure where Biggie was going, talking about touching wood and then something I did years earlier. But, if, um, if the legacy of the Miguel Sanchez curse lives, lives long in the memory. Who? I can't even remember who I cursed. Anyway. It was JK. <laughs> was it? <laughs> oh, sorry, JK. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> yeah, g'day, Josh. Yeah, we've uh, we've lost Ashton Hill for the season. Um, didn't get through the first half of the first game, unfortunately, and uh, haven't seen Alicia Jans this season. and. Across the league, the, the number of season-ending injuries are pretty eye-opening. So, yeah, we can get through Touchwood uh, without any um, any more of those would be good. Uh, we can get some decent crowds down to Lathlane for the last two games. I was surprised that the crowd to me looked bigger than the, the 2,500 that was um, posted So at, at Leaderville. So um, they're certainly making a lot of noise. Um, but it looked like a, a pretty decent crowd compared to the waffle crowds I've seen there earlier. So... I think that's a win if we can get um, similar sort of crowds at Laughline uh, over the next two weeks. That'd be good. And, and yeah, at, at least one more win on the board. Yeah, that's it. Look, on the injuries, it's it's important to remember, I think Beck Goddard made the point in the commentary on the weekend, and it's a point well made, is that 
it's not necessarily a season-ending injury as such. Obviously, it would end the season for a lot of players. But if somebody does an ACL, this is a semi-professional league. They're not full-time athletes. It's, it's a year of their life. It's not like you lose a year of your career like we often think in the men's, you know, and it's how are they going to bounce back? What are they going to be like after they had their knee redone? These are human beings losing a year of their life. You know, they might struggle to go back to their work. They might struggle to certainly get back involved with uh, with sport when the next season rolls around. So the injuries can be pretty devastating in the AFLW. So absolutely no long-term injuries. Touch wood, that'd be massive. Uh, for myself, another win would be fantastic. Another two would be, yeah, A++. That's, that'd be a great start to, the, to, to life in the competition. Uh, but the main one, and I think you guys have all touched on it, we'd all echo it, just the crowd support. That's what this season's about, getting people behind the girls, welcoming them into the club and, and really setting this as a foundation that the club can build upon in future seasons. Gents, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Thanks very much, Biggie. Miguel, thanks for coming on the show to chat all things AFLW. But now, as promised up top, it is time to have a chat with Irish gun for the West Coast Eagles, Neve Kelly. Well, as we've mentioned throughout the show, it was a terrific result for the Eagles on the weekend with the club enjoying their first ever AFLW victory. And I'm lucky enough now to be joined by one of the stars from Saturday's win, Neve Kelly. Neve, thanks for coming on the show. How are you going? Thanks very much for having me. Neve, let's start things off with that victory. Uh, it's the first ever win for the club, of course, but it's also your first win in Australian rules football. So when the final siren went, what was that moment like? Describe that for us. Yeah, when that final siren went, it was, you know, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I'm just so grateful to be part of such an incredible club and, you know, to look around and see all my teammates um, celebrating, it was it was very special. So to be part of that and the first ever win for the Eagles was, was very special. So, um, yeah, very, very grateful to be part of that. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was great to get, uh, get a win on the board. You mentioned sharing the moment with your teammates. It's also a moment that you got to share with your sister, Grace, of course. What's that been like, sharing this whole new experience alongside your sister? Yeah, it's brilliant, actually. Um, you know, I suppose coming out with my sister, it, it allowed us to, to settle easier and it allowed us at the start as well to practice skills and stuff together because it was a new sport for us. So, um, yeah, it's amazing to share with, with Grace. Um, you know, we're lucky that we're, we're very close and that we... Um, you know, we can we can practice skills and stuff like that together. So it was, yeah, it was very special when she got that goal and, you know, running over to her and high-fiving her was it was a special moment. So, um, yeah, look at it. Yeah, it was a great experience to share it with the girls, um, but also with Grace too and the, the coaching staff. Take us through that goal. Has she been uh, bigging it up throughout the week? Is she still celebrating or what's the dynamic been like around that goal? Yeah, she was actually laughing. She was like, oh, all of my, in her head, like, running up to the goal was, don't bounce it, don't bounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, she's delighted. But um, look at it, like, it's a team performance. And, you know, those other girls that got great goals on the day as well. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a brilliant pass over the top as well to, to set her up for the goal too. So, um, yeah, she's delighted to get a goal. But um, it was a, definitely a team effort leading up to it. Excellent. Now, the pair of you have, of course, moved across here from Ireland. You've got a background playing alongside each other before, but what inspired that decision to start your AFLW journey and to move across the world, pursue a new challenge like this? Yeah, so there, there was a lot of Irish girls that, that came out last year and played AFLW, so I suppose we looked at their journey and we followed them a lot last year. Yeah, so then we, we got a, a message from Crosscoders. They're like a recruitment agency. 
and they've been watching a few of our Gaelic football games at home. So when we got the message, we weren't sure if it was actually, you know, true at all. So we looked into it a little bit more and um, then we were like, oh, this is actually real. So um, we um, we got talking to them and they got us in contact with a few clubs and we were just absolutely blown away by West Coast Eagles and the level of professionalism that they've shown. And um, yeah, it was just since last, last Christmas we were in contact with, uh, West Coast Eagles. So yeah, Christmas 2018. So yeah, um, we were we had a few conversations with West Coast, and in in April we we signed to come out. So yeah, it's it's been incredible. But I suppose like a lot of Irish girls came out last year, and um, they got on very well with AFLW. So yeah, that kind of sparked an interest in us as well. You mentioned cross coders there, and of course there are a number of Irish players in the AFL and in the AFLW. Of course, do you guys have a bit of a community there? Are you, are you in touch much throughout the season with the other Irish recruits? Yeah, so it, all in all, there's 18 Irish girls that are out here. Um, about 14, 15 of them are through cross coders. So yeah, cross coders are incredible. Um, it, it's actually allowed us to build new friendships through that because there's a few of the Irish girls I didn't really know before coming out here. So. After the Bulldogs game, actually, one of one of the girls, there's two of them from um, from Ireland, and we met two of them after the game, and they came out through the crosscoders. So stuff like that, you know, we probably wouldn't have got to know the girls only for AFLW and crosscoders. So it's been lovely. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a network there, and we, we keep in touch a little bit, and we're always asking each other how we're getting on and how we're adjusting to the to the AFLW. So um, yeah, it's it's nice to share experiences with them too, but. Also, when we come up against them on the field, <laughs> it's um, it's also a different experience as well. You mentioned there adjusting to the game, learning the game, obviously. From the outside, it would appear that a few of your Gaelic football skills would translate. And of course, we've seen you've really taken to the courageous element of footy, the physicality of it all. How have you found picking up the skills, picking up the positioning of Aussie rules football? Yeah, I'm absolutely loving the challenge um, of picking up a new sport. Um, and AFLW is so similar to Gaelic, really. You know, a lot of the skills are transferable, as you said. Um, so I suppose in terms of athleticism, there's a lot of running in Gaelic football too. So, you know, that can be brought across to AFLW. And then um, I also played on the wing, like wing forward at home. So, you know, parts of it are similar. Obviously, there is um, the physicality is the biggest difference and the oval shape ball. But, you know... <laughs> getting used to those were, were the, the biggest challenges for us but yeah in terms of like hand passing we hand passing in, in Gaelic football and kick passing and you know a lot of running as well is involved so it is quite transferable and um, yeah it's been really exciting and we're absolutely loving the journey so far. Now you're obviously a part of the inaugural Eagles team you'll forever be associated with that first group of players that launched the AFLW program is that something that you reflect on a lot at the moment or maybe something that you think maybe you'll reflect on more after the season's done and after you're done with the week in week out endeavors of AFLW yeah it's a good question um yeah I suppose it was something that draw like it kind of me and Grace we were thinking you know it's it's a great experience to come out and especially it's very special to come out when it's an inaugural team so that is it's very special and I think it's it makes us more grateful to be part of this club as well so um, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm very grateful for at the minute and it definitely is something I'll be probably even more grateful for in, in, in time to come as well and looking back on the journey. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely to be part of an older team and everybody here in the club are, are very welcoming and uh, they've been so good to us in, in terms of, you know, teaching us the new skills and 
it's been incredible. So, um, yeah, very grateful. Now, Neve, I'm not really sure if people have an actual understanding of what the life of an AFLW athlete is like because, of course, a lot of the players, in fact, I would say most of them, they've still got full-time work that they're balancing or maybe study, things like that. Can you maybe run us through what the day-to-day or the schedule, I suppose, is like for you guys trying to you know, fit in with the AFLW program whilst it still is in its, its formative stage as a league? Yeah, so there are a lot of girls on the team um, you know, that, are, that are teachers that have, have work outside of AFLW as well. So um, we, we train three times a week. And we have a match on the weekend and then we have gym sessions twice a week. So we're in here in the club nearly every day, about one or two days, depending on when the matches fall. Um, and then every second weekend at the minute, because we're in, in season, we travel either to Melbourne or to Sydney. So uh, we have three games in Melbourne this season and one we had in Sydney. So um, there's a lot of preparation that's put into that by the coaches, you know, they they pay attention to every little detail. So, um, yeah, in terms of being an AFLW athlete, I suppose we just have to make sure that we prepare ourselves well, that we're eating and sleeping well throughout the week and making sure we're hydrating because definitely something from coming from Ireland, you know, it's, it's the heat, it's, it's a lot hotter out here so <laughs> to make sure that we are is off. So, yeah, these little things like hydration and good nutrition and sleep and all of these things are really important, especially when you're you're making the journey across four or five hours across to Melbourne or Sydney. So um, you just have to pay attention to detail and um, make sure that you know if you're coming up against opposition that you're you're looking into you know video analysis and you're looking at how they play and how they set up and how can we prepare as best we can as a team to uh, get set up against it. So these are all the little things that the coach and staff always have us well prepared for. And yeah, it's excellent. It's lovely to be part of that and to see how a professional environment works. So um, yeah, these little things are what we prepare for in the weeks leading up to games. Nave, moving away, I suppose, a little bit from the Eagles as a club and more to the discussion of women's sport in general. Obviously, we've seen some growth in that area of late, the launching of the AFLW and women's sport starting to have more of an imprint in the mainstream landscape. Do you see that as, a, as an athlete? Do you feel maybe a pressure to represent women in sport when you're playing or is it not really a conversation that you think about so much in season? Um, yeah, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I suppose when you're, you're playing yourself at the time, you know, I don't, I don't think of these things. I don't think of the, the externals, but definitely, um, you know, at, at the game the last day, the support was absolutely, it was phenomenal. Like to see, to, to see and hear the crowd and the support that we had was amazing. And, you know, I just sat back after the game and I was like, you know, lady sport has really improved in the last few years. And even in Ireland, it's Gaelic football is on the rise as well. So, you know, when we were looking to come out here, we, we loved at AFLW and we thought, wow, this is, this is an avenue that's, that's really improving. Um, and it's amazing, like even our Optus game, when we were playing against Fremantle, there was over 35,000 at that game, which was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, to hear all the support, you know, shouting was was crazy. And it's, it's great to have that support. So definitely um, ladies' sport is increasing. And it is, it's very nice to have all that support there too. So we're very grateful. 
Look, while we're talking about the support of women's football and, and of the new Eagles program, of course, we've had a couple of questions come to us from some of the young girls at the West Perth Football Club, one of the waffle clubs here in Perth. Uh, questions from Jessica, from Haley, Caitlin and Kayla, who are all massive fans of yours. So we'll get stuck into a couple of those. Firstly, Neve, who are some of your sporting role models? That's, yeah, I've a lot of sporting role models. Um, I look up, look up to a lot of men and women, actually, and... Um, yeah, I suppose one person um, at home in in ladies Gaelic football I would look up to is um, Sinead Goldrick. She out here just playing with with, with AFLW out here, and she's um, she's a very good footballer, but she's also playing AFLW this year too. Um, another person I'd look up to is in the men's game out here is Luke Shuey. He gave us a, a great talk before our last game, and he's just an incredible incredible person. And he's a great football. He's a great footballer, and but a great person too. So definitely, he's a person that I'd look up to. Uh, the next question from a couple of the juniors. I suppose everybody's got a story or, or a time, maybe where they didn't make a team or they didn't make the grade they were hoping to make. Maybe they were cut by a club, that sort of thing. Is there a moment like that in your journey, maybe that you've looked back on and, and you look at where you are now? You you see. Maybe I didn't get picked by that team, but it's all worked out in the end. What you know? Is there a moment like that that sticks out for you at all? Yeah, that's really important, actually. Um, yeah, I remember. You know, there's there's been a few moments where you know I've been injured and not making teams, and it can be quite frustrating. But also, like in the younger years, I remember underage. You know, not making a team, but you know, it can be quite disheartening at times. So it's just really important to you know stick with it and. You know, if you if you love it and if you have a passion for it, you know, keep going for it. Keep working hard. Keep your head down. And if you put the hard work in, then the the rewards will will reap. So um, my advice would be just to, to keep going and keep working hard. And finally, from the West Perth Footy Club, Nave, what do you think has been your biggest sacrifice that you've had to make to play sport at such an elite level? I suppose the the biggest sacrifice for me leaving Ireland was you know leaving family and, and friends. Um, to come out here for six months but um, I'm very very lucky that I have family coming out this week actually and they're coming out for for three of our games so I suppose that was a sacrifice at the time and we're playing Gaelic football at home so that was a sacrifice to leave Gaelic football for for six months Um, because I was was captain of the team last year so just meeting the management and the team last year um, you know was was difficult at the time to make the decision to come out but um they're they've been absolutely incredible um when i told them they they said i'd be silly not to come so that i think that was the hardest decision for me at the time was making the decision to to leave getting football for a while but um it's actually brilliant the way it lines up that i can go back and play championship football at home in our summer so year winter and then yeah hopefully come come out again then next year Absolutely. That would be fantastic. We, we've loved watching you play thus far. We'd love to see you come back out again in the future. Neve, best of luck against Melbourne and thanks for taking the time to chat with us on the Big Footy Eagles podcast. Thanks very much for having me.